plenty of weird headlines that prove once again fighting easier from outside the cage. I don't know why more people don't do it. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you doing as a, as a blue belt? Um, that is what Flow Grappling would call. I guess I don't know if that you're the target, but as a as a butthurt blue belt, as they so mm-hmm. lovingly use the phrase. Here's a question. Hmm. Just a a nice little peek through the headlines. Normally, Kevin and I will kind of like debrief, uh, like and go over notes, like, "Hey, maybe we should talk about this. Maybe we should talk about this." When we did do that, and it's not us that did it. It's not like we said, let's find every version of this possible. It's literally back-to-back instances of it. On the one side, you've got Flow Grappling saying, Hey, Blue Belts, your butt hurt? Yeah, here's the thing. And that was actually in the headline. So I don't know if you guys are reading that, but it, it did strike me a little bit to to read it and say, Oh, are we there now with journalism? And the answer is obviously yes. But then I remembered, aha, trick question, flow grappling, not real journalism. So take that, everybody. But uh, number the two, Kevin, what was the second instance of, oh, that could be better? God, what did they said? I don't remember the other one verbatim at all. Well, I'm talking about the one that happened in MMA after a terrible event that kind of changed the course of UFC 223. Oh, oh God. Conor McGregor's tweet. Mm-hmm. He said, these guys pull out more than my expletive that starts with a D and ends with a Nick. Okay, let's talk about why this is all dumb and why I feel dumber liking these sports after hearing this. I'm blaming so the Trump initial response. in some small way here. <laughs> you know, and Dana White, it is authoritative <laughs> craziness because this is kind of what they've ushered. And if you think about it, one and the same. Really, it, it is a similar. This one just has that flair of like, well, yeah, this fuck. Are you kidding? Come on, Connor. That's what you got. Go ahead. These fools pull out more times than I do with me, Dick. So that's where he went with that, right? And has a child. Why is that by problematic? The way? So I, I don't understand and, you know that. And, and here's where it's weird. Yeah, has a kid, so definitely at least once. Didn't pull out, pull out, or maybe he wanted. I don't know what his deal is, but it makes it seem like it's unfavorable. One person I think said, uh, you know, something to the effect of, "You haven't defended a title in 500 days." Fair. So I mean, <laughs> and they're making reference to that in terms of this guy who's now talking about his pullout game being strong, which I guess is. A diss? I don't know who the diss is on that one. Kev, is that a diss to, to him or is self-deprecating or is it supposed to be the them? Who's the target on this one? In the pretty short lineup, I said Conor McGregor's joke. Well, I guess it's not really a joke because it's not like an expressed observation. I, I agree wholeheartedly. It was, it was like, who's he insulting? Is he not having a lot of sex? Does Conor McGregor still think pulling out is an effective method of birth control? Like, there's a lot of questions that went through my mind as an educator, maybe first, <laughs> where I drifted where I was like, I'm not sure that this is the best message you could have sent here. And it's not like you couldn't have gotten your message across. You could have been confusing and sexual without this whole mess. <laughs> It's that weird intersection where this is where it really benefits you to have a writer friend. Because if Kevin had sent this to me, I'm pretty sure I'd say, 
hold up. The spirit is right, Kev. <laughs> oh, what just I... let's think about our subject noun agreement real quick. Same. By the way, for a free Flow Grappling membership, we'll screen your headlines, Flow Grappling, and we'll oh, solve both of these problems. We'll both do your PR work, Connor, which is just to convince you to tweet anything else. At least maybe something that made sense. It's like, wow. I mean, you could so, have even hinted at like 500 days of summer, like 500 days of no championship. I'm going to have Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but I didn't pull out. I don't know. Something clever. Like I, That's just off the top of my head. So you went there. I went to a different place where when he said, uh, these fools pull out more times than I do with my dick, I thought, is it like the groundhog now? Is there 500 days of no more Connor and Khabib? Like, I don't know what that is. So well, we're talking about all these things. So there, there's the Connor issue. And that's stupid into its own realm. It's supposed to get you a shock value. And as an impersonator of Connor, I have to say one thing, which is, my instinct was to do the exact same thing I do when he says, me money, but me dick. It just doesn't have the same kind of flow to it. It just kind of, it's a little too harsh. Ick sounds are a little more, uh, less funny. One might say, anyway, that's what happened there. Let's go back to flow grappling, but hurt grapplers. So the initial <laughs> response, if you're reading this, such a everybody, I mean, you know what? It's a dumb phrase, and it's not even a rebellious version of don't say it because whatever. I don't care. I will say maybe don't say it in a headline because uh, Josh Hinger, <laughs> who wrote the article, said, you know, I didn't come up with the name of the title, which makes me wonder. But did you? I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he didn't. And he just said the following. But I don't hate it. OK, cool, dude. So when you write something like that, your initial instinct is to know that the person who likes to see people get upset with that phrase is like, no, nah, what you butthurt about that phrase? Yes, butthurt to butthurt. Good job, everybody. Very instinctually well done. I'm just saying from a certain perspective of is this really where we're at? Are we really at this moment where we've run out of good headlines? We've run out of things that capture our attention that we're now just going to start putting in ridiculous, stupid slang. Like, you know what? If that's the case, Kev, next week, Yas Queen, Keenan Cornelius, Wormguard. <laughs> yes, Queen. Yes, Queen and Cornelius. Yep, there you go. Take that. Are we at another place where we're going to be like talking about people doing a fucking, I don't know, Opti Wopti? Are we going to put that in fucking headlines? I don't know, guys. You tell me where we start and end with this because I'll just start changing our headlines at this point. It's kind of weird. It's just you, you think of flow grappling, you think, oh, that's the central. They've they've sent out their niches like we're going to be the professional side of this. It's like maybe don't air a, a, an opinion that just has such a nonsensical part of the message. But, you know, I don't know, whatever. Terrible name. Anyway, that's where blue belts can go to be mildly offended and enjoy yet another take on. Then it opens up another question. What if you're a brown belt and your butt hurt too? Because you're just like, why is no one giving me any attention? You're just more rear end sore. Yep. Which anyway, standard rule for print journalism in terms of like when you're the video 
product and not like really making commentary. Just don't do anything you wouldn't necessarily want to read in front of your parents. Because that's not terrible. Uh, listen to this thing about the bee hurt. <laughs> it gets so weird. <laughs> we gotta we gotta talk about some of these headlines. Uh, let's move over to. Well, you know what, Raf? First, I want to talk mm. about what makes me happy. That's what I want to drift into. A balanced supplement diet. Proven mm. Nutrition can help you out. Mm. Head on over to their website. Just head on over. Have some fun in the cart. Buy from someone you trust, someone we like, someone you love. Hey, I heard if you use Verbal Tap somewhere when you're at the checkout, you might get a discount. Now, I'm not saying you will. I mean, I am, right? Is that what I'm saying? I'm very confused. But yes, I think if you put in Verbal Tap, you get 10% off or something. That's pretty good because you know what, Kevin? It's proven. Nice. We are crushing it with the word. We are so good. We have been deep in. People don't even know what we've been up to. It's obvious I've stopped drinking. (laughs) The lingo is (laughs) back with a vengeance. And speaking of back with a vengeance, I'm about Mm. to undergo surgery. And you know what I'm going to do when I go in? Make them Mm. tell me to take off my north-south jujitsu underwear. Mm. Keeps me safer. Keeps me more balanced. It's the hardest part about not training. I mean, who cares about the physical and mental benefits? I got to strap on my north-south jiu-jitsu underwear. I already miss it. They're the best in the game. That's why I saw as Lovato was teaching his like smash pass, you saw him like creep out. It's the best commercial for him. It's who wears them. Wear the stuff keeps you protected, safe, and makes you as limber as Hoffa Mendes. That's just what that's just for me. I was I was doing Hoffa stuff. Raph, I assume you'd do too. No, I got you. On that scale of like weird pilot going down, it was good. The only weird part was when you were like, Hey, it creeped out of Rafael Lovato Jr.'s uh yeah, I guess I no big deal. It, it joyfully and beautifully in slow motion, it artistically displayed itself. I just want to point out, it's very difficult to go on a whole rampage on butt hurt when we, you know, we're here. I guess that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm delicate in my language. <laughs> Plus, uh, I, I will once again remind people we are you know an comedy podcast. If you guys were butt hurt, you know what goes as the perfect way to cover up north-south jiu-jitsu underwear. That was the commercial we should have read today. Well... What an opportunity for us to learn, grow. 100%. And, uh, hey. Strap on our North South and get back to the thinking table. North South Jiu Jitsu Underwear. Amazing product, amazing brand. I want to read this real quick because um, I want you guys to know I am very much looking forward to covering this event out in Los Angeles, AKA Burbank, everybody. Check this out Lights Out Promotion and Bash Boxing presents CXF 12 Burbank Beatdown. You heard me right. Burbank Beatdown, Saturday, April 21st at the Burbank Marriott Convention Center. Tickets are on sale right this second at MMATIXX.com. That's MMATIX.com. You can follow their Instagram for ticket and prize giveaways at CXF underscore MMA. Let me tell you guys, this is a phenomenal card. They've got a whole fucking slew of amazing California talent 
And Kev, I tell you about these fights all the time. You do. You like, actually boast about these. All in, in for real. These fights have an impact on Rap's passion for MMA. Well, because they're homies from us. They are Darren Smith Jr. taking on Dominic Clark, uh, two amazing fighters out this way. You've got uh, Georgie Garcia versus Chris Beal, the real deal from The Ultimate Fighter. You've also got Brian Del Rosario versus AJ Bryant Jr., who's been crushing it on the scene. You've got Mike Jasper, friend of the show, taking on uh, Justin Baseman. And just, I mean, listen, Marcos Benia is on the card. He's one of our homies as well. You've seen me interview him. Uh, you've seen a ton of these fighters, and uh, as we get closer to it, we're going to talk a little bit more about the individuals who are on it. Again, you can go to very many different Marriott's, but most of them aren't going to have fights. So come see the one here because, one, great fighters. Two, I'll be there. And three, Kev, you don't want to be the person who misses out because the person who misses out doesn't get to see an amazing slobber knocker of a fight like our good friend rich Leroy had when he i believe it was the last time they were at the burbank marriott where he had a miraculous uh turn into a zombie and then came back to life and won a fight i'm just saying fantastic looking forward to hearing more about it we will be back with a surprise guest for some over under and some ufc 223 All right, Kevin, I don't know if you know this, but this is an important week for me. Uh, why? I, I didn't know well, that, I don't think. It is. <laughs> I'm so glad, Kevin. Yeah, good job playing dumb. What week is this, Kevin? Oh, WWE BJJ week. That's right. I definitely didn't forget that sport exists a few times. Yes. In the last Sports the entertainment, last thank you. Sports entertainment. So. When that happens, it's the prelude to WrestleMania. So when I was thinking who I would bring on for this week's version of uh, the warm-up to WrestleMania, which is uh, UFC 223, and let me tell you this, argue with me about that right now, especially after we had to delay this podcast two fucking days because somebody decided to turn the wrong way. I digress. Ladies and gentlemen, I am proud to bring on a guest who hosts another podcast. We get along. We enjoy each other. Not only did he contribute to WWE BJJ Week, and you guys will be able to see that later this week, but he is an avid fan of wrestling. He is an avid memer, and he's pretty funny. So I, for all these reasons and more, Kevin, boo. I am bringing on. Well, don't do not do that. I'm going to boo you anyone that's the- pretty funny. That's always been my thing, because it's certainly not like knowledge or knowledge so i was sort of anyway go on <laughs> it's not like knowledge or knowledge shut up i'll think of something in the side <laughs> here while so you finish the intro there we go ladies no. and gentlemen please welcome oh, oh, oh he's already coming he's peeking on kevin nothing I... says knowledge like i don't know what to say nothing says i am smart like i ran out of words I just well, thought it was a really good one to hit twice. <laughs> that... Here's what I want to say, because I, I can't even get to the fucking name of his podcast. It is the host of Jiu-Jitsu After Dark, Chris, Chris Claviter. <laughs> now, Chris, here's my question for you. 
when you hear Kevin not as enthusiastic as we are about WrestleMania, what is going through your head right now? Better shut his roll and know it. Shut his hole and know it's wrong. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Shut his what? That's great. Are you? How are, did you not grow up in America? What happened? How did you wholly avoid being a wrestling fan? Did you have a terrible childhood? Uh, I mean, no. So my parents just didn't like it. It was like one of the things they put the kibosh on me watching. No parents like it. That's why we watched it as kids. And then we slammed each other through drywall and they had to get mad at us. Did you do that? Did you slam somebody through drywall? <laughs> I'm just personal. I'm gonna start that with that, the right that with the did. right question here. My best knockout in my life was when I was eleven years old and I super kicked my friend in the face and he went lights out for a while. <sighs> okay. And is he still your friend? Yeah, yeah, he woke up, and then we actually, he, it happened again later that day, but it wasn't as bad. No, time. you don't concuss yeah. somebody twice. Well, doing that it's is... like a double negative. That's like don't that men in black. The concussion. That's a men in black mind eraser. The swift kick to the face. We didn't know about concussions back in the early 90s. Yeah. We didn't know about concussions. There was no conclusive evidence that concussions were happening at all. Now, Chris, here's a, a couple questions I have for you. This is the one that's always been on my mind because you host Jiu-Jitsu After Dark, right? Yeah. Okay. Good job. What is up with that name? Because it sounds like the porn version of Jiu-Jitsu. I think that's how – well, so I came into the episode. John Grill started it, and then I came in about, I think, two to six episodes in. And mm. uh, it already had its name, and it was our. The, uh, everything was already set up. Um, I think he just wanted to put the feet, like the vibe out there that there will be cussing and lewd talk on there, and it's not safe for kids or work or whatever, you know? And but again, when you associate After Dark, I'm thinking like USA, where they would show their version of like Skinamax, which was the very, very safe version. I'm talking like people yeah. on bikes, but really it's just an excuse to get some TNA on there. Like and when you say after I, dark, I, it makes me think that y'all are fucking over there. And I just, I just need you to clarify that for our audience here. Well, fun fact, if you've ever listened to our podcast, it's really hard to tell, but we are fucking the whole time. Okay, dope. <laughs> Thank you. That clears up time out because I that so should confused. be advertised more. I think people would be into that experiment. <laughs> like, you got to hear this. You are not going to believe <laughs> what is going on in this podcast. And you know, Kev, credit to them because they stay on topic for the amount of fucking that they are doing. Then that is <laughs> we. Um, it's like uh, the In and Out Burger secret menu. If you just put it out there and advertise it, it loses its appeal. When people find out. <laughs> on the DL that we're fucking the whole time. You know, they feel like they're on the inside track. That's good. I'm glad that we were able to clear that up on our show. Chris, um, I asked this of so many of the people who do podcasts. Why? Why do I do podcasts? Yeah, well, no, specifically, why do you do a jiu-jitsu podcast? Because that means you're fucked in the head. We know we're problematic and we have some issues, but Why? Um, it's something I spend a lot of time getting to getting knowledgeable of, I guess, or trying to understand. And bottom line is I just love attention. Oh, I love attention. So, you know, I got to do a podcast about something. Nice. That's fair. Now, Kevin, 
where is it that you fall in with Chris? Because we can fill in some of the blanks. You don't know him as well as I do. Um, where is it that you have questions? Well, he trains jujitsu as well. And it sounds like, I guess let's start with how's your thumb? What happened? Uh, a guy shot in on me while I was reaching for a collar tie. And then I brought my hand down with my thumb out and it just jammed my thumb back to my wrist. And it, it can damage a tendon. It's pretty common injury to damage a tendon. It takes like a month to heal. Okay. And you're still training on it though. Yeah. 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 Actually I started tying it, my hand into my belt and then training with one hand. And it's really helped me understand my leg game better and what I'm doing. My, and uh, so it's been beneficial, but it still sucks. I'm just getting, it's hard to, once you're on the stuck on the bottom, it's hard to recover. Sure. Especially with the one arm, because you want to get that underhook there. And if they go to the side where you can't underhook, then you just go, hmm, well played. Yep, exactly. Now, and Chris, Okay. Make- I want to I want to make sure that people know a little bit about your history because you've got some good guy credits to you and you guys on your show you like to really really uh, take these silly aspects of uh, you guys are kind of assholes but like the nice assholes. With that yeah. being said, where does jujitsu begin for you? Because uh, your history like kind of takes you all over the place, but where does jujitsu happen? It sounds like pro wrestling happened first. And then did you segue into martial arts after that? Or how does that work? Um, actually the, uh, tie in between pro wrestling and, uh, and jujitsu is really tight for me. It's so when I, the first UFC, first ultimate fighting championship happened, I was still a huge mark for, you know, all the wrestlers at the time of the early 90s, which was a pretty dull era, to be honest. And it need, something needed to pop. And I heard about this. I don't remember where I caught, the, caught about it from, but I remember hearing about a, uh, a no-holds-barred fight. And I had tried watching boxing, and it was just boring, just like pat, 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 tie up, pat, 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 tie up. And I wanted to see what grappling would look like in a real fight. And then UFC came right when I, and it just reminded me so much of the feeling I got from watching a good wrestling match, like a good WWE match, but this is real. This is really happening. And then I watched a, uh, a couple of years later, I saw constantly, I think it was at the time, I think it was K1 Productions was doing a shoot fighting, Japanese shoot fighting. Mm-hmm. And that was exactly real life WWE. I saw a guy get suplexed, ground and pounded. It was amazing. So then... Some years go by, and I, and I never saw heard of a jiu-jitsu gym in my area or whatever, and I was doing some uh, competitive weightlifting. And a guy in there who was not that strong but very confident, and he was working really hard, and we just got to talking, and he was hyper-flexible, and he, was a, he had opened a jiu-jitsu school in my town and moved up here from Brazil, and uh, he was a really legitimate black belt, and then I ended up meeting – Guys who were like Travis View and Tommy Spear were at that gym and and just fell in love from there. I was like, this is exactly the itch I've been trying to scratch my whole life. <laughs> now, Kevin, here's another thing you should know about him. Uh, now, Chris, tell us a little bit about your military experience because were you doing jujitsu before or after that? After that. Okay. So um, you did you yeah. you didn't do any combatives at that time uh, or like there get was- the itch then? No, because the Army Combatives Program wasn't a uh, wasn't around back then. It was just basically mm. like if somebody throws a big looping right hand, here's how you block it: kick him in the dick, you know that kind of stuff. It wasn't. <laughs> oh my god, I want to see that class though. 
That video is going to be great. <laughs> it's, it was exactly like a uh, women's, like those women's self-defense classes, you know, where they have like the generic-ass karate instructor teaching these women like bullshit that will not work. It was that. Dope. <laughs> okay, yeah. so you do that, you come back, then you decide you, you're going to start doing some weightlifting, which boring. And then you actually, to see the way, you start going into jiu-jitsu, and that's there. So that's good. Now, how is it you meet your jiu-jitsu podcast husband, wife, I don't know what your situation is, but your partner? Uh, where do you guys meet? And, and when is the moment you guys decide, like, hey, we should do a podcast together? Your podcast top, if you will. Mm-hmm. Get, get ready for a rating spike on your show, guys. Once I tell <laughs> the story, everybody's going to be tuning in. He put on Facebook... I need a host. I need a co-host for my podcast. And somebody linked me to that. And he said, do you want to meet up and get something to eat? And I did. And then he said, you seem okay. Let's do it. Let's do a podcast together. And wow. So it. you were a one date fuck. So you this basically just said like a Craigslist meetup, Kev. We oh, can, yeah. We can put some Dawson's Creek soundtrack to that and spruce it up a little <laughs> bit, I think. <laughs> It was essentially that thing with like two little kids, you know, we were like, you're around the same age. You guys are into the same things, play together. And then we were like, oh, okay. <laughs> Suddenly we <laughs> locked eyes at 2 p.m. in the afternoon. It was a Thursday. Thanks but what was the back. moment you, you could work with them? Because Kevin and I still have those moments where I'm like, why do we do this together? But you know that there's an initial moment where you say like, yeah, all right. Like, what was your moment? If he said you were okay, what was your moment where you go, yeah, I do want to do this with you? Is it just an attention thing? Because if that's the case, that's fine, too. I get it. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't really, I really have an epiphany moment. It was, well, one, it was really nice because he is very knowledgeable about jiu-jitsu, so I could go roll with him, and we had a friendship, so I didn't, you know, have that. I didn't mind asking a lot of questions to him. You know what I mean? And so it helped me with my jiu-jitsu. It got me... I remember being on like I was going like three days a week, two days a week, and kind of being half-assed, and it was no interest in competing. And then once I started doing a podcast, I kind of got this pressure, like I'm gonna know what the fuck I'm talking about to some degree. So then I started training more. It was more the podcast made it increased my intensity in jujitsu, which I really liked. And John's a really good laugher, like for uh, for as much of a curmudgeon as he is, he's really easy to make laugh, and that helps. See, Kevin, it's adorable. I mean, a jujitsu positive relationship, which mm-hmm. doesn't get talked about enough. I like <laughs> that as a subtle backstory to like, hey, well, you know, start a podcast. It can improve your jujitsu. <laughs> it might get in the way. It can improve it. And then the fitness. It's adorable. And honestly, doing it at a bar after training is like one of the best happy hours I ever you could ever have. We. I roll, well, we usually roll at different gyms, but sometimes it's together. And we roll super hard, get exhausted, go have a beer, and it's a good excuse to just get out. Otherwise, honestly, it'd probably be weeks before, you know, like, I came up with a reason to leave the house sometimes, other than work. You know, <laughs> so, so, it's really Kevin, easy to what else it up. That's fair, but Kevin, what else do you want to know about him? Because here's the thing. This is all good guy stuff, and I haven't even gotten to what he does for a living yet. So I need you to that. figure out where your material is going to come from. What, what did you yeah, do in the military? It's not great. I was a paratrooper. Fuck off. 
fine. Whatever. No, more questions, Raph. Thank you. <laughs> You're, that's where you fall. Kevin, you need material because you do know once we get to the actual game, you have to insult him. But this is this is the like yeah, lawyer cross-examination moment. You want to bag on me? It's super easy. I'm like four feet tall. I have a giant head. Uh, I'm awkward and I'm an asshole. So. <laughs> You got just, bad news for you. You just described uh, an ideal road trip person uh, to go on. I don't, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Compact, uh, asshole enough usually means you can drive. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot said about that. Uh, we'll, I like that we'll you explained that like a big head as if Kevin hasn't had a co-host that's had a giant head for about a number of five years. Um, okay, Kevin, do you want to know what he does for a living? <laughs> sure. It just doesn't get better because when I say you have to make fun of them, Chris, what do you do for a living? I'm a firefighter. <laughs> I, I honestly was going to be like Disney Prince. And he's just like dot, dot, dot. <laughs> nope. Cooler. <laughs> uh, okay. Fine. I mean, if if people are impressed by that sort of thing. Sure. Like of course. It's not. It's not like it's a competition. <laughs> <laughs> per se, <laughs> I don't know what to mean about sure. Kevin. Well, what do you? You Me can cross-examine here. You have the opportunity to ask him whatever you want. Do it. How big's your head? I'd say pretty normal size proportionally to my body, with maybe just a hint on the plus size. In Dagestan, that is a sign of weakness. Mostly, mostly V-shaped. That's understandable. Authoritative. Uh, to be fair, beard, though, if modern haircut. If, <laughs> if to be fair, if I wasn't on the show, uh, Kevin might, if he had a different co-host, have a a big head start in the giant head competition. A big head start. Just, You're welcome. Uh, uh, it's hard to. Uh, actually, oh wait, I'm looking at Kevin. I'm Google imaging you right now. Hot. Oh my god. <laughs> Good. I'm oh, the god. 75 year old so lecturer. Is this you over under Kevin UFC 214 and you're in like blue shorts and a white rash guard with black sleeves? Doesn't sound right. Kind of a blonde beard? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Warmer. (laughs) I was like, okay. (laughs) Do you you kind of look like a non-athletic Gunnar Nelson? I'll take it. I mean, swing and a miss, but that's all right. Hey, you only make memes for a living. Oh, That'll a- crush it in the Gunnar Nelson fan community. Yep. <laughs> all five of them already- that smile for one day a year. I think this is, a, I think, are you, this is a more cleaned up picture of you with a better haircut. I think that's you. These need more tags. Anyways, I'm sorry. Of course they need more tags, and this is compelling radio. There's now, a very Chris, famous Kevin Phillips that gets in the way, and then there's a less famous soccer player that massively gets in the way. <laughs> so, Chris, right. I'm glad that you're doing all this research. This is very important because as we transition <laughs> to the game, it's very important that you have this material because we are going to preview an event that did uh, – I mean, just fall apart and collapse. But before we do, I want to ask your thoughts on WrestleMania because Kevin is a novice. I do my best to inform him of things. Can you make the strong appeal to him right now as to why he should watch this year's WrestleMania? I will put one minute on the clock for you, sir. Because you're an American, goddammit. Time. <laughs> done. Time done? Okay, good. Kevin, what, what, what did you what feel about that one? 
well, I'll use the most annoying response back to that. Did you mean North American? Um, because I believe Canadians are too, and I don't know that any of them are going to be watching. Uh, uh, first but, of all, go ahead. You you can't be counting Canadians, all right? Listen, <laughs> we're talking about wrestling. I should have got Mexican in America. And you want to bring up Canadian? Fair. Uh, well, I mean, they, I guess they might. They, they enjoy hockey, so who knows what they're capable of liking. And we are treading on thin water here because you are closer to being a Canadian than myself or Kevin because you're in that snow region where snow happens and you're close enough to where I think you're Canadian because you're right there. Basically, you're just not in California, which is to me somewhere else. Mostly Canadian. I'm right. I'm right on the North DMZ. All right, I, those bastards fled down here. I've looked the enemy right in the eye plenty of times. They're not to be trusted, guys. <laughs> Why aren't they to be trusted again? I just, just curious. It's not wrong. Have you seen? You ever seen Rory McDonald? That's what they all look at you like. They all have that same stare. The psycho killer stare. They're all Rory McDonalds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the. It's the middle of Canada. It's their Midwest. It's their like. Yeah, there's there's some rough bunch. Okay, I, I've never heard anybody call them that big of a threat, let, let alone somebody who's been in the military. I saw but... the documentary <laughs> Canadian Bacon from the early '90s. <laughs> I think I I think I can concur. There is a threat here. By the way, mm-hmm. no weirder movie for John Candy to go out on. <laughs> nope, that's as weird as it gets. Because I remember distinctly as a kid, you know. Heath Ledger, you're like, oh, he went out as the Joker. I got to go see that movie. John Candy, dude, that sucks. He was so talented. What's his last movie? Canadian Bacon. Nope. Won't be there. Let me know how it goes. Uh, Gonna go watch yeah, Jungle Buck or The Great Outdoors real quick, everybody. We're good. The, uh, Chris Farley had this similar thing. He went that movie with uh, the dude from Friends where they went like pioneering across the country. Almost Heroes. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's what happens to fat people, guys. So if you're funny and fat, uh, it's, it's really argue, rough. Yes, I, I, I need to rewatch that movie before we talk too much shit on it. Because it's like, I'm wondering if I just watched it too young. But I'm like, I thought that was a great movie. I'm not prepared nope. to stand by it. Yet. I'm not prepared. Definitely not a great movie. All right. Well, listen, I'm going to make the appeal real quick before we go on to the game. Kevin, here's why you should watch WrestleMania. So many narratives. This year, Ronda Rousey makes her debut. Do you want to see her get smashed through a table, Kevin? Because that's just what happened on this Monday Night Raw. Do you want to know that the women's division is continuing to make its ascension? There is an unbeaten streak by a really good Asian lady who's taking on Ric Flair's daughter. And she's going to find out if she's the best or if she can stop that nice Asian lady streak. Kevin, when we talk about streaks, you can't not talk about The Undertaker. Yeah, the streak's broken, but guess what? John Cena's looking to try and find a match with The Undertaker, who has been nowhere to be found. Will The Undertaker show up at WrestleMania? Gotta pay to play. Also, Brock Lesnar's there, and I won't want to talk about who he's facing, because that's not important. But other things, Kevin, and that's just a start. Where's Braun Strowman in all this? Uh, I mean, I haven't two gotten guys. really. He's fighting two men, all right? I, let me fight. ask this. You had your time. I sold the upper main event. But I'm, I'm thinking, I'm going off. Okay, sorry. Go off what you said, though. Asuka is not a nice person. But, Kevin, have you heard of what a wrestling style called strong style? 
Um, no. So it's from Japan. They got two Japanese wrestlers who excelled in strong style. It's where you, any shots to the body, you don't pull them. And if your partner or your opponent or, you know, the person you're working with can't hang, you win. Damn. Yeah. And we have two people who are Japanese carryovers who have heavy fan bases that are doing their thing now in, in American wrestling. And it's pretty fun to watch. And really? if you've never seen Bobby Roode, if you've never seen Bobby Roode, if you like glitz and glamour, that is the guy. Oh my God, is he awesome? Okay. Something Watch about it. strong wrestling, which sounds like a strong style. Strong God damn it. Style, which sounds like a hybrid of something. It's what uh, Josh Barnett. He was in. He's in the pro pro wrestling over in uh, New Japan. And that's what his appeal was. We actually had a talk out at Mystic Lake Casino one night about the uh, the craziness of the strong style game. When you say we had a talk, who is that? Is that you and Josh? Yes. Was that a nice Kev? Does that count as a name drop on this right now? One hundred percent. Every I mean, okay. in this community, yeah. For other people, it's maybe yeah, meet Lacunas, but this one's pretty good. <laughs> I just um, like the idea that many of the podcast people we've had on on this show definitely have their Barbara Walters moment. It, it's what's known as the Paul Moran name drop, but it's always like in my interview, no one's with better. President Paulus Netanyahu, aka Stuart Cooper, like <laughs> that's what he used to do. Um, all right, let's do this, Kevin. I think we're ready to transition the game. Let's play the game of over under, Kevin. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another installment of Over Under Kevin. This is one of our premier, signature, traditional, whatever you want to call this, segments on Verbal Tap. We play a nice little game where we uh, go through the entire pay-per-view card that's coming up, and we give each participant 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win. If I so deem it, I will give each participant 15 times of seconds to give their form of rebuttal to the other person's picks gentlemen whoever gets the most correct wins do you both understand the terms kevin absolutely something about uh as long as i don't have to repeat them yeah got it i was about to say you didn't have to repeat them Perfect. that was oh, not good. it's not like yeah, a test sure heard it dope and chris do you understand what do we win uh, you know what? You got to wait till the end. The other's uh, podcast I don't know that you, host ever... sexually. Yeah, I was Sorry. about to say. It's, uh, <laughs> it's about to get after dark in here. Oh, hey. God. Yeah. <laughs> nice plug, Jujitsu I, After Dark. Check it out, jujitsuafterdark.com. There's going to be a new spinoff I, I series. Totally that, like, <laughs> excellent. There's going to be a new spinoff series that Chris Hardwick hosts that's like Jujitsu Before Dark. <laughs> I'm going to talk to you guys about your performances <laughs> of the last show. Uh, I mean, listen, we'll get to that. If you know good radio, you know you build to who and the what and the when. So we will get there. But why don't we do this? Before we start, do you have any shit that you would like to say to each other? Because the shit talk is the most important aspect of this campaign. Kevin, do you have anything you'd like to say to Chris before we start? Sure. I just, the innuendos are endless. And if I'm mm. going to be on a podcast with someone 
host of jujitsu under the sheets. So mm. assertively, it's going to be tough, but I'll keep my moral compass north. Let's do this. Oh. Your response. Listen, I don't know how comfortable I want to be doing a podcast with some guy who turns literally everything sexual. I get it. You've probably looked me up. Maybe I'm your type, whatever. But, you know, I'm not saying you don't have to be you, but, man, you have made a lot of this about us fucking already, and we haven't even got started yet. Uh, I'm going to rule in favor of Kevin on this one. He doesn't have a sexual innuendo podcast name. So we're going to continue on and start the game. Uh, gentlemen, I'm putting 15 seconds on the clock. Kevin, you start on this one. It is a lightweight bout between Evan Dunham nope. and <laughs> Olivia Abumusier. Go. I've been thinking about this, and I'm trying to ride the international <laughs> wave. So I'm going to go with the person that continues to look the most bored. Olivier Aubin Excellent. Thank you very much, Kevin. Uh, 15 seconds on the clock for you, Chris. I think Evan Dunham's, I think his time's passed. I think he's riding downhill. Um, as much as I want to disagree with Kevin, I'm going to go with Olivier Mercier as well. Interesting. I thought he was going to be kind of a rebel, Kev. Well, I thought he was going to try and pick something a little different, but he's falling right in line with you. Plus, in this picture, if I can just speak for both of us, Olivier Aubin Mercier looks like he could survive the Twilight series. Like he might be the only one that did. <laughs> so it's tough to pick against him in this particular photo. I'm picking Usada for the win on this one. <laughs> Ooh, nobody really has ever picked Usada. Early so. call. That's a dangerous one. Uh, the unfortunate part about that is we would have to come back six months uh, later to find out how that would play out, but no big deal. I wish we, we did that. Fight. We need a research team. There's a lot of over-unders that need an asterisk by them. Anyway. Kevin's been really pissed off because the worst moments in his life are the ones where he's lost by, like, one. And then somebody loses later or there's a USADA thing and he goes, does it change anything? And I go, no, you still lost. You have to do the bet. Or by John that time, Jones. he's done the bet. Who knows? It's always John Jones. <laughs> All of our John Jones have asterisks in this. Uh, Chris, you're going to lead off this next fight. It is a lightweight bout between Al Iquanta and Paul Felder. You? First of all, this one getting moved um, up to the main card now. I think changes things. I think uh, Ally, Ally Quinn is angry. He wants something to prove, and now he's going to be part of the big show. I think he, he puts this one away. I see him, Kev, uh, do you agree with that assessment? Does something as insignificant as going up to the main card change things? Go. No, and I'll tell you why. There's a tattoo so tiny above the Irish dragon's nipple that this is a person that makes reckless, stupid choices. I can already I can assure you. He's winning this fight. He's going to go on a run. Got a little ginger anger. Ginger anger. Do you agree with that assessment, Chris? Negative. He's weak. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't say you had to editorialize there. I just said, you know, yes or no question. Um, that's fine. Oh. Kev, do you feel really that... Still, <laughs> Kev, do you, do you really feel like, though, that the true independent... True punk rock spirit of Chris is shining through on the show so far. Um, I even wrote, without knowing who I was facing on the list, versus random <laughs> punk-ass nobody. So I think the punk <sighs> is evident throughout all of this. Wow. Wow. 
bump set. Yeah. Dunk. Wow. Kevin, that's really rude of you to say that you can dunk because Chris would be very far from being able to make that happen. But you know who can make that happen? This flyweight bout between Ray Borg and Brandon Moreno. So get excited for that. Kevin, you go. Yeah. And it was like, do I go with someone that looks like McLovin or do I go with someone with the creepy mustache? Caught in that old pickle. Gonna drift into McLovin Moreno. Cannot believe that's not his nickname. Just can't. <laughs> Chris, who do you have on this? First of all, that movie's like 15 years old right now. now so people are starting Ten. to forget that reference. Do you Fair. still drive by people and yell, run, Forrest, run? I'm going to Ray Borg all day. Better abs, better facial hair. Definitely going to be the win. Interesting. Okay. Follow up, now we need please? to talk about this real quick. No, I need to take moments on this. Are you really addressing Superbad as too old to be referenced? No, but it's uh, it, it's uh, it's definitely lost its appeal. It's not as fun of a reference as it used to be. What the fuck is wrong with you? Superbad is an amazing movie. Follow up. Superbad is an amazing movie, but <laughs> making up for the reference other than McLovin. Every babyface dude gets called McLovin. His hair. I just want to make sure, I, hey, Kev, I... you don't get to talk. I want to make sure that we're being clear on this. You felt that one way to show that it was an over-referenced movie and be like, well, that's a shitty reference, was to go to Forrest Gump? For over-reference, Forrest Gump's a hugely over-referenced movie. Uh. Way, way too much. All through the night, every time you fucking jog down the road, four cars would yell, run, Forrest, run. Anytime somebody would jog in the hallway at school, run, Forrest. And then... Anybody named Jenny probably hates hearing her name in a southern accent to this day. Were were you bullied with the with movie phrases mm-hmm. growing up? <laughs> yes, I was bullied by the theater club. Show kind of sounds like doll this got personal. Uh, the theater club touched you, sir. You can tell us you too. Nobody <laughs> does a hashtag you too, but you can do it. I was one hundred percent. You're like, did you drive by yelling "Run, Forest, Run" at people of <laughs> your youth? Uh, no. no. To be fair, yell. though, he did, when he did mention, though, that he was abused by a theater group, uh, there was a slight pause on me where I was like, yep, definitely see that happening. 100% <laughs> Chris was abused by the theater crew. Uh, you know what, though? You know who wasn't abused by a theater crew? Uh, a featherweight match between nice. Zabit Magnavavi <laughs> versus <laughs> Kyle Bojack. Who do you got, Chris? I don't even know who these dudes are, to tell you the truth. I'm going with Kyle, just because he has a pronounceable name. Fair. Kevin. Botchniak. I get it. (laughs) Great abs. I got to go. You know what? I want to hear Buffer say this name more than he has to. I'm going for Zavit. Hold on. Mago Me D. Sharipov. Okay, here's I've got a few on this. I'm going to do my run on this one. First of all, I want to hear Bruce Buffer, with all of the conviction in my life, yell out, Dag Zabbit, and really do that sort of a thing. Um, but the second part of this is, is he Khabib's friend? Because, you know, sometimes the main eventer can kind of get their friends on there. Why would I think that? Because it's the one person with a more fucked up name than Khabib Namrungarabaf. Yeah. This does this does by comparison make that seem pronounceable. One hundred percent does. Um, so those are my my observations on this one. Um, Dag Zabnet is my favorite thing in the world. Kevin, 
you continue this party by going lightweight on us. Who's going to win? Michael, Cheesa versus Anthony Petis. Go. I've been I've been back in Showtime Pettis like with just out without blinking and it's not paying off for me. I got to yeah. switch over to another great <laughs> 90s movie, The Maverick, Michael Chelsea. Okay, well, what do you got for us? Okay, that I'll give you credit for. Nobody's ever referenced that movie ever. That's well done. The uh, Anthony Pettis is done. Usada got him. Usada got Pettis. He never popped hot, but he hasn't been the same fighter since the new drug testing. Michael Cheshire. Mm. <laughs> Mel Gibson's <laughs> finest work in his youth. It's seen where he won't take their help, then almost falls to his death in the ravine. So great I want to. I also want to apologize to every single family member of Michael Chiesa who listens in because there's never been a person who pronounces his name right. Not even the announcers uh, because you can call him the leaning power of uh, Chiesa. You could. Uh, it sounds like Kisa sounds like a fucking sausage. You'd be like, oh, give me that Kisa sausage. Thanks. And it's yet, fucking stupid. he's like the sixth hardest name to pronounce on this card. I know. There are some doozies. Wait, you talked about, you said Michael Chesha's family? Now, yeah. within his family is his mother. Are you talking about Michael Chesha's oh, mother? fuck, he is. Woo! Oh, my. Chris and I just want to step back and let Raph speak on his own about this topic. I want to, I want to figure something out here, Okay. <laughs> Are you looking for me to get up from a table and start an altercation that I'm going to end up winning? Because that's where this metaphor goes. That's what I'm looking for. (laughs) Just think it through a little bit. It's fine. I don't mind because there's nothing better than starting this and then the like phantom tap that he does in that match. It's like a beautiful arc. Like that's scripted by Vince McMahon. I'm sure. (laughs) All right, let's continue this party. Featherweight between Renato Mossiano and Calvin Qatar, which is close enough to your name, Chris. Go. Yeah, you got to go with my homie, Calvin Guitar. Uh, Renato looks good. He looks crisp and sharp and mean, but I'm, I'm just going with that thick head of hair on Calvin Guitar to get him through the win. Kevin. Well, I... I... I thought we were not pointing out things physical because they might be construed as, you know what? Never mind. I'm taking Hanato Muyakano because I've got an international thing riding and I might do a parlay of fighters not for the United States. Let's not. Come on. <laughs> nope. Just, mm. all right. Let's go to this next fight. It's a women's strawweight match. And, you know, I'm going to put 23 seconds on the clock because I'm interested to hear your opinions on this co-main event. Kevin, you start. Rose, Namajunas, or Joanna, go. I don't know what I saw or where I saw it, but something about Joanna Dedrizek wanting to get her black belt. I was like, she doesn't have her black belt (laughs) anyway, uh, or her tornado status yet. I'm sticking the consistency. Joanna Jedrzejczyk wants that title back. When she's hungry, she's a difficult fighter. 
That's who I'm taking in an upset of Thug Rose so we can get the trilogy. And this is the main event. Let's just be clear. I mean, it should have been bumped to main event. But Khabib, the streak, it must continue. Um, Chris, what do you have for us on this one? Joanna Janjacek is, she's comfortable after this loss. She has found peace. She seems happier than ever. She seems like she's in a really comfortable place mentally, and that is going to cost her the fight. She's not the killer. She's not the killer she once was. She's relaxed. She's calm. Thug Rose is hitting her prime. All the all the gears are turning at, at high RPM. It's un- Thug Rose! Thug Rose! Thug Rose! Oh, okay. <laughs> just, we took a lot of turns on that one, so I wanted to make sure I gave you time to fucking twist and park the car at the very end. Kevin, hmm. let me ask this, though, because when you see that this fight's coming up, and you hear that Chris is saying that Joanna has found peace. Is it just that she's not talking shit because she can't get away with it? Or is she just trying a new strategy? I believe it's probably a mixture of yoga. And maybe now that she's a star, some advanced medication that is just super helpful to take the edge off before fight week. I, I I don't know. She still looks pretty violent to me. When I see the pre-up videos, she looks pissed off. So I'm going to credit the UFC on Fox editing team, despite their shitty meme work, for mm. being you know more enlightened than jiu-jitsu somewhere near dusk, Chris. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> now, okay, I'm going to have to give Chris uh, time to respond here. I- I'll put 15 seconds on the okay. clock. Do you have any response to any of that? I mean, I guess I should. It just seems fair. I think, I think Joanna Alpegra, I think she went and locked herself in a quiet room, petted a puppy, watched some cute shows, and she's just a whole <laughs> calm person now. What kind of fan fiction are you writing for Joanna here? <laughs> That's how people chill out. How do you chill out? You get a you get a cute puppy and you watch a good show. No, my puppy fucking stresses me out. <laughs> I got a fucking terrorist puppy. My par- my puppy literally knows when I'm doing this show, and she tries to upstage me by barking until I feed her enough. She is a terrorist when it comes to this show. So, just saying. Hostage. <sighs> Nine months old. Kevin was at one point being like, are you held hostage? Blink once for yes, blink twice for no. Uh, Okay, let's keep this going. Women's flyweight. Beck Rawlings versus Ashley Evans-Smith. Oh, this is the easy one. The next women's fight you are not going to be able to pronounce. (laughs) Go ahead, sorry. Is it me? Chris, I stepped on that. Yeah, Beck Rawlings, Ashley Evans-Smith. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Ashley Evans says she trains out of uh, 303 of the Rose, doesn't she? I think she does. And I just don't see Beck Rawlings winning this fight or being in the UFC after this fight. I think this is her send-off to Invicta, maybe further down. Wow. Kevin, what do you think of that? Just despite his arrogance about maybe knowing where Ashley Evans-Smith trains, I'm going to give Rowdy Beck Purple Hair Rawlings one more violent tattoo on her arm chance. Awesome. Okay. Uh, To clear things up, I think that Ashley Evans-Smith, it might have changed recently, but for a long time she was fighting with the classic fight team out here in SoCal. 
Casey Halstead, friend of the show, 10th Planet crew. Oh, but <laughs> the weird part about this area, I will say, is that everybody trains with everybody. So at some yeah. point, you, you know, I'm like, I look around and somebody's like, oh, I train with this team. And I'll like see them up north and I go, oh, wait, how many teams are you a part of? She trains with Casey. I, I, or jiu-jitsu. I think I had her confused with Jessica Rose Clark anyways. I think I mean, mm-hmm. we're crushing it. Chris and I, we came in with so many notes, a lot of background <laughs> on the fighters. <laughs> hey, let's all get excited because now's the time to mess up that other female fight name. Yes. If you thought I got that last one right, hold on to your butts. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, the next fight is a women's strawweight match between Carolina, Koala, Kikes Wiz versus uh, Fleece Herring. Kevin, what do you got for us? Yeah, I'm going to take Carolina Kapowski um, from Poland. <laughs> 11 and 2. Taller. This is my time. Four over the eight. I'm continuing my Poland international streak. Fair enough. All right. Chris, what do you got for us on this? Oh, uh, Carolina, hands down. I I think uh I don't even I don't know what Fleece is doing fighting her, but I think that's a bad, bad decision. Can we okay, I don't really have anything to add much on this fight, but can we discuss the actual like misnomer of hands down? Like how many times in your life do you actually make a point and then throw your hands down? Uh, is it not a boxing metaphor? Like, hands down, I don't even need to defend myself? Well, I don't know. I don't never thought of where that comes from. Well, <laughs> well you should listen to Raph and I's four-hour-long single-episode podcast, uh, Idioms in the United States. Absolutely. Idioms into idiots. It's a period piece about American dialect. It's fascinating, but it's slow. <laughs> is, it, is that a real thing? No. I hope it will be one it, day. I hate idioms. I I'm obsessed with them. But hands down, Raph, where, are you saying like it's like a joyous expression? <laughs> I, I didn't know. I always thought, okay, and this is just me, that when somebody said hands down, they do that like wave gesture at you like, ah, I can't even. Look at me. Hands down, I won that one. I, I thought it was a gambling reference as in everybody puts their hands down, their cards down, and it's over. Like, this is it's finalized. <laughs> this is actually a great game to play. Everybody just puts in their best uh, accessory into a little box, and then you read the best one to see what it is. Hey, you know what? Oh, is God. It a better game, though? Do you guys want to know the real origin now that we've punched through this? Tell me. Tell me right now, because I was hoping it was the boxing one, Kev. I was hoping you had a shining moment on the show. Hands down, especially of winning, easily and decisively. Originally, a horse racing expression, when hands down meant that a jockey no! was so certain of victory in the closing stages of a race, he could lower his hands, thereby relaxing his hold on the reins. And oh, seizing the urge I took that way differently. I thought that meant when, you, like you, like by the time you went from your hands going up to your hands down, the horse was put out to pasture. That's how much he was ahead. No, bro, tough. I, listen, I'm just saying. This isn't an HBO series. Wait, Kevin, wait, no, but I'm saying when the horse wins, they fucking die. That's what happens. Happy thoughts with rap shits on more things in 2018. I, you da, 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 da. I this. <laughs> 
Why does the you winner die? Invented this? I, Why does the winner die? Why does the winner horse die? Because they've outgrown their usefulness. At a certain point, they got to make glue. Because they're fucking done, dude. Why do you put down a horse? Don't they stud them? Yeah, I was gonna say, shouldn't that horse just be going out and fucking all the other horses so he can make like strong ass babies? That's my. I don't know, but definitely, I will say this: that horse definitely goes to host the horse version of Jujitsu After Dark. So whatever the horse is, it was like Equestrian After Dark. I don't know. Horse racing after dark. (laughs) We're gonna start a horse racing podcast so we can get more into this. I, I think just after we get done with our idioms podcast, where the three of us don't know <laughs> shit about where idioms come from, but we've all got a guess. With the three people on this show combined, who barely host one good show all together, yeah, let's just focus join on our forces. Let's, it'll be great. Hey, Mike's fight, lightweight fight, <laughs> and this one goes to Kevin, Joe Lazon versus Chris uh, Gozer. Yeah. Let's go with that. Mm-hmm. You got it, Chris. This is you. Uh, first of all, Grits, probably the worst nickname ever in MMA. Um, and Joe Lazan, he's got another win. He's got at least one more win in him. And I think it's, I think it's Saturday. He's coming out with a W. Okay. Kev? I'm really nervous about Joe Lazan getting back in the cage. Are we all? But for pure posterity, to be on the right side of history and not the Grismacher side of history, I <laughs> shall also join the Joe Lozon train. A victory. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Uh, this is about the time because you asked earlier, and this is signposting. You asked earlier, what do you win if you win this? Because you assume there's going to be some sort of prize, right, Chris? Wait, do we do we do the main event? We do the main event, but let. Uh, God damn it, kid. Let me. <laughs> yeah, Chris, we're imagine. doing in the business what's called a teaser to build anticipation. <laughs> Um, how do I explain it? Anarchy, you got it. Oh. <laughs> no, I got it. No, I understand. You're just the guy who, like, Vince McMahon is trying to, like, build a beautiful story arc, and you're the guy that just goes, so when does The Undertaker show up? Now? Just pull him out now. And then Vince Undertaker. is in back going, no, The Undertaker has to wait all the way to WrestleMania. Like, Vince, oh, we're backstage. You don't have to talk oh. like that. <laughs> I hate you just Vince say, stories. why do you hate Vince McMahon? No, his stories, these, these ridiculous. Remember when they had the uh, Ken, Ken Kennedy storyline where he was supposed to have a son and it was going to be revealed that Mr. Kennedy is actually his Vincent Kennedy's son. And yes. then it turned out to be Hornswoggle for whatever reason. Which Kevin was the midget. Mm-hmm. Yep. Kevin was not interested at all on any part of that. Hey, Let's explain what we were trying to explain here. Kevin, let's build the drama back up again, okay? okay. You know, we always have a kind of bet at the end of the show. Now, because we all host jujitsu podcasts, we make no money. So, Kevin, mm-hmm. do me a favor. Mm-hmm. Tell me some of the kinds of bets that we have done on this show in regard to Over Under Kevin. Most recently, I won a t-shirt from Nasty Nate Harris, which arrived, and it says Nasty AF. I love that guy. And shirts are jail cell.com or any of the other 58 domains he owns. There's <laughs> other podcasts. We've changed the uh, like social media handles in celebration of the other. Left a five-star review 
<laughs> on um, six inches jujitsu under something uh, penetrated something like that. Yeah, yeah. inside me jujitsu. That's mm. not. That mm-hmm. doesn't sound right. <laughs> you it know, has the words like that. that they added the question mark, Kevin. <laughs> That would drive goddamn. I don't know. Add a question mark to the title of that show is in my mind how it all be. Those types of things. Send a t-shirt. Working on sending a t-shirt to Ryan Ford of the Grappling Central podcast because he owes me a promo. And he can't cut a very good fisherman suplex. I'll say that about him. All right. Anyway, Chris, without saying what it is, do you have an idea? If you do, uh, of what you would like to bet, Kevin. Mm, sort of. Okay, no problem. We've got three fights to think about it because that's building the drama, kid. Building this arc. All right, here we go. Uh, let's see. I think Kevin goes on this one. It's a light heavyweight between Devin Clark and Mike Rodriguez. What weird people to have normal names. Go for it. Devin Clark. Mike Rodriguez. Mike Rodriguez is also, like, it looks like in Mortal Kombat when they kill the character and they turn gray. That's his picture mm-hmm. profile in this. Nice job, UFC. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Mike Slow-Mo Rodriguez for the zombie victory. Okay. Chris, what do you got for us? Dude, the guy's picture's already grayed out. I mean, in video game terms, that's he's already dead. I'm going Devin Clark because he's still alive. Easy pick. Still with us. Good. All right. Chris, we're going to jump to our next fight. Yep. It's a featherweight bout between Alex Caceres versus Artem LeBeau. All right. Honestly, this is one of those fights you should just be hyped for. This is a perfect match. Um, I'm going Alexis Caceres, Bruce Leroy, before I run out of time. Um, by, I'm going to go submission. Okay, Kev, this has no bearing. I'm just going to say, are you going to call a submission? Me? Yeah, just for fun. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, yeah, you, Kevin, you call his submission for him. No, what, what did you say the submission's going to be? Oh, I didn't name what it was going to be, but I think it's going to be a Darce joke. Awesome. Kevin, what do you got for us? Go. Artem Lebove. First of all, I think he's Remy from X-Men, isn't he? The guy that throws the uh, lit up cards. Gambit. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the Russian hammer because I presume he's cheating. There's nothing better, children, than making the reference that you're only 60% sure that you know, and you know it in the, like enough just to say, like, ah, I think I should go there. I will say that is about the percentage I tell people if they're ever nervous to do karaoke. If you know 60% of the song, just do it. <laughs> That's it. All right, here we go. It's the main event time. I'm putting 30 seconds on the clock. Now, let me give some preface to this, because if you guys are tuning in and you're in the future, you may not remember what we went through to get where we are right now, but I'll preface you. So there are these two guys who happen to be very good at the MMA, one of whom was the interim champion. His name was Tony. Another guy, Khabib. Essentially kind of just some sort of Russian stereotype from a Rocky movie that we never saw but was hanging out in the background and probably saw like Ivan Drago die and is coming up for revenge. Except nobody explained it was a movie. Okay. He also wears a funny hat. So imagine these two are going to fight and then four times just something 
fucking goes wrong to the point where people were saying this time it's going to happen. It's going to happen. All the while, Conor McGregor, and I'm sure in the future you know who he is because he's president. Conor McGregor, for whatever reason, was the champion of this division who didn't defend his title for 500 days. That's not an exaggeration. It's 500 plus. So that guy was hanging back because he had a super fight in boxing with a black guy who was really good as well. So now that brings us to this, you know, hey, we're supposed to see this fight before, but Tiramisu happened. Somebody couldn't do their shit. Somebody got injured. Now when we're coming around back again, Tony, the interim champ, because Conor McGregor hasn't fought forever, hurts himself by pivoting. This is not an exaggeration. He was at the UFC on Fox set and apparently made a very sharp turn that made his knee go boom. As a result, we now have Max Holloway, who's in a different division, but who's just like, fuck it. Hey, I'll come up. I'm just a Hawaiian guy. So now he is stepping up, putting his streak on the line against Khabib Nuragamigamov. And that's the fight we have for you all. Anyway, having said that, I hope you are enjoying this from the future. I can't explain why it happened, but I just know Dana White said he will never make Khabib versus Tony happen again. Before you both start, I will give you 30 seconds, but I would like you to address whether you think that's actually true of the bald father. I'll start with you, Kevin. He's full of shit on everything he says. You can't believe what he means. Pretty mad. He usually speaks like an angry child, which means give him a few minutes or wait for the dollars or milk and he'll be ready to go. I'm going to go with, I don't even know why, Max Holloway, because I just hate <laughs> Khabib so much. I just really do. I don't want the Eagle to win anything. So I'm going to go with what I still feel like is a different country. Hawaii's own Max Holloway. Um, I like the coming up. That's ballsy move. All right. I will turn the table over to Chris. You've got 30 seconds, sir. First, first of all, if I lose a bet to a guy who called Hawaii another country, I'm going to be so embarrassed. I don't know if I could ever speak publicly again. Uh, I'm going Khabib all day. Who? How could Max Holloway possibly be Khabib? Khabib has even more reach than Holloway, which I know he's not going to use, but come on, it's He's the worst possible matchup for Holloway. Um, Dana White is so full of shit. Dana White said that there'd never be a women's division in the UFC. Dana White said Amanda Nunez never had a card. I'm glad that seems to be the one that the comment section has really hung on, which is Dana White said women would never fight in the UFC, which accurate. He did. Dana White loves to make hyperbole happen. And then I know he hates walking it back. But you know what Dana White's usual response, and, and I can quote him on this, Kip. What is Dana White's usual response? Why don't you ask uh, Dana real quick? Sure. We're just going to mute Raph real quick. Dana, can we get your normal response? Yeah. yeah. Fuck you, dummies. I didn't fucking say shit. Yeah, I said that one thing, but maybe I didn't. So fuck you guys. Dana White, fucking out. Hey, by the way, been really fucking stressed. So it'd be really nice if you guys took it easy on me because uh, Tony Khabib, I almost had a fucking Sopranos, if you know what I mean. 
Well, and that's Dana White's can's response to, did you say something wasn't going to happen? <laughs> so, I did like that we sandwiched all these comments with, Dana White could give a fuck about what he said seven seconds after he said it. During it, he might change his mind. Who knows? <laughs> I will say this. I Okay, so there's other weird parts of this story that I think we should just cover real quick before we get to the bet. But <clears throat> Connor said that he offered to fight as per his manager uh, and step in against Khabib, which I call bullshit. Then you have uh, Brian T. City Ortega, who said he had accepted the fight against Khabib, which I thought was supposed to be the next in line. So none of this makes any sense. But props to Max Holloway, who is stepping in. You can't deny that. That's amazing. Um, Just a weird situation all around because – If you look at the title belt situation, everybody was saying that, let me get this straight, uh, (laughs) you know, Connor is the guy who they never stripped of a title. Tony's holding on to a belt that this is supposed to be for, even though they haven't stripped Connor McGregor. And then maybe this is going to happen. Oh, wait, his knee. Ah, no. So now in the promotional poster, there's a picture of Max Holloway holding his title. And this is for the one that apparently Tony had. What the fuck? <laughs> um, it's, it's a mess. Yeah, I think the uh, from what I heard with, with Ortega is that Max Holloway got offered the fight first, then he took a while to respond, so he called Ortega, and then Ortega immediately said yes. Max Holloway's manager called back and said, yeah, Holloway wants to fight, and then they called Ortega back and said, sorry, we offered it to Max first more money in that fight champion versus champion and such. So, uh, maybe next time kid, is it more money? It's more pay-per-view buys. You put two title belts up against each other. People are more after, but they're it. not really the title belts. Like, no, yeah. no, this is the whole reason interim belts are a thing is because of what you just said. What about you two T city? I'm just, what's your vote? T city or Holloway? For who is who we want to see more? I say uh, T City all day. See, I kind of did too. That's when that, I saw that, that he accepted it, I was like, "Fuck!" Good fight. Yeah. That's. I think that's a, that's more of a fight than Holloway could be, but I think Ortega has much more of a reasonable shot, even though he doesn't have a good shot of beating Khabib. I think he has more of a shot than Holloway. Hmm. Well, it is looking strangely more and more like Khabib time. So there is that. Uh, I mean, let's put it this way. What's that? Fun fact. Khabib, Hmm. if he wins the title on Saturday, he will coincidentally win the title on Rusev Day. That's a big day for Russia. (laughs) Well done. That's a good joke. I appreciate that. I was going to be pretty bad if that had no payoff, and I was about to be like, "Mm -mm." okay, I'll go with that. All right. So in case we get down to a tiebreaker, we need to know what you guys think are going to be the performances of the night. They usually give out two. It's not submission or fight of the night or or knockout of the night. It's two performances of the night and fight of the night. So, Kevin, I'm going to start with you. Who do you think will be the fight of the night and then the performances of the night? Yeah, fight of the night is going to uh, Jedra Thug Rose. Yeah. Performance of the night one is going to go to the Maverick, Chisa. <laughs> that one was personally bad. 
You're welcome. And of course, because it's not like they're going to run more than two feet away from this fight, I'm going with Holloway. Other performance okay. tonight. Double down on that. Let's see what you got here for us, Chris. I'm going Iaquenta Felder as fight of the night. I'm going performance tonight. Joe is on does it again. And I'm nice. gonna go not I'm gonna go Habib for performance tonight just because winning the title they're gonna give him that bonus too. That is a very good set of options there. All right. Oh. <laughs> we always like to defer I'm just saying, Kev, give props where props are due. He did very well on that. If you were to come up with a wager, and you are now, we go always defer to the guest. So we go to you, Chris. What do you got for us? You if you lose, you have to eat a whole tray of Fig Newtons on vid- on video, posted on YouTube and everything. By tray, do you mean one of the bags, like, of the Fig Newtons? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whole thing. I can tell I you that is wait, no wait. problem. I got... Okay, I got to <laughs> I'm in. No, I accept. There's a little yeah. bit of a problem. The second row is going to be a, a kind of a pain in the ass. We'll wait, see. do you hate Fig Newtons like most people do? Yeah. Shut up! You do not. Damn it! I over I overestimate. I I assume that you had that deep hatred for Fig Newtons. You look like a guy who hates Fig Newtons. Thank you. I blindly I accept your challenge. If you if you win, do you if you win, do you want a fire department T shirt? Oh, shut up! Kind of, but I feel like it's unearned, isn't it? A little bit. I mean, no, we. I, I yeah, didn't beat you in a firefighting contest, though I obviously could. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. Yeah, I mean, now I got to think of a new bet because I thought, what? Oh God, what would you just hate to eat? Here's what, what I was going to throw at you no, no. before. I mean, probably ahead, you Kev. for being the first military guy not to be like shave your head. Uh, so, <laughs> there's a, that was a direct shot at TJ. There's. At least one appealing option to me as well, Raph. There's the mm. easy five star review, and then you know just read it and post it to the other's Facebook page, uh, jujitsu podcast wise, and or you know just name an episode. Uh, Verbal tap is superior. Would be fine. <laughs> just throwing out suggestions. I like that. That's good. We would obviously put jujitsu after dark as superior. Uh, and then we'd blur it out, but we'd put right. it We'd retcon it in later episodes and just totally delete the episode. That's no big deal. Did we lose Chris? Uh, nope. Chris is... No, I'm... Yeah, I'm, I'm listening. The wires are crossed. Oh, all right. Huh? Nothing. <laughs> uh, Chris, do you accept those terms? I can accept those terms. What do you think about a loser has to take it... But what do you think about loser has to take an ice bath for 20 seconds? That seems expensive. <laughs> also, I don't really want to clue you in on the fact. You put ice in water. What, do you have one of those Denver. industrial ice makers? Because I live in a house that was was built in 1912. I could buy it. Do you know what Kevin has to do? You know what he fucking hotels Kevin has to go to to get free ice and then go back and forth? It's just not going to work. Do you not? Is it more than a dollar or two dollars for a bag of ice? No. At a gas yeah, station? dude. When's the last time you bought ice? 
what kind of rich person are you where you just go, how much does one of those bags cost? You know, the poor people who get that ice and don't have their butlers bring it to us. Not like the us. snow we're creatures in, from we're Canada. We're in Minnesota. We don't need to buy that much ice in Minnesota. It's not like we can't. There's plenty of ice all over the place. Yeah, your ice bath is when you just fucking go outside. <laughs> I would fill it up with snow. I would fill up an ice bath full of snow. Well, let's do this for the sake of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, good radio. I feel mm-hmm. like we have an accord on the, what was it, Kevin? The exchange of, uh, you have to, I don't know. What did we have said? Five-star on? review. I we, just, we can do a five-star uh, and, review, look, and then you just have to. The, the episode name as well. I like that. The five-star and the episode name. I'm good with that. All right. All right. Excellent. All right, now, Chris, where can people uh, find you if they are so looking for this? Because I should mention one thing. We don't just have people on for this episode. We have them come back. So would you be willing to come back uh, next week after the fights and uh, chat with us about that? Yes, I would. Excellent. It will be after WrestleMania, so don't worry about that. So we're going to allow you the day to watch your WrestleMania. My WrestleMania. You're watching it too. You know you are. I am, but this is me being a complimentary and nice host. Dedicated a whole week of our jujitsu cast to the whole scenario. Yeah, he's (laughs) all over it. Very good about it. Now, Chris, where can people find you if they're looking for, say, your podcast or your uh, wonderful memes or just your thoughts on life? Mm, uh, Thoughts on life, I'm probably not going to have you find them anywhere. Uh, Maybe at a bar. Uh, but as far as you can find us on Instagram at Jiu-Jitsu After Dark, on Facebook, Jiu-Jitsu After Dark. If you want to contact me directly, I'm on Twitter at Chris Got Drunk. Yeah. That's it. Were you drunk this whole time? Eh, in and out. Okay, fair enough. That sounds great. All right. I'll judge, I'll judge. I can reveal it. <laughs> Again, building the drama. Chris, I want to say thank you so much for coming on this week's show. We look forward to seeing how this all plays out. And God forbid anything happened to this main event anymore, because if they can just stop from pivoting hard left, I think we might be okay. Don't wear sunglasses indoors. (laughs) That's the best part of the story. (laughs) Anyway, uh, thank you very much, Chris. We will see you next week. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Claviter. Thanks for having me, guys. Raph, what a podcast. It's always good when we can get on a little soapbox about journalism and then talk mm-hmm. to a friend from the pornographic series Jiu-Jitsu After Dark. Mm. Not pornographic, just uh, Jiu-Jitsu After Dark. We've been having some fun with the title because it takes us back to some Cinemax theme type things. And if I'm being honest here, Kevin, I didn't bring this up because I didn't want to hurt his ears, but this whole Tony Ferguson thing, right? Mm-hmm. It got me thinking. We're kind of giving it a free pass. And when I say we, um, I'm saying it's 10P4O. Now, we love our 10th planet friends. However, they are prone to um, theories, sometimes of the conspiratorial nature. Haven't heard. But I'm hearing zero of those sorts of conspiracy theories when it comes to a story where Tony 
like twisted his knee while saying hello goodbye and nothing there's no look into it from the look into it crew i'm just saying it's a little odd that's all you're saying we should look into it we should look into it together is what i'm saying all of us should look at this that (laughs) it them they where and what together y'all and us otherwise known as we all should look into it so that's gonna be our uh that's gonna be our what you talk about willis catchphrase Uh, episode transcriptionist i hope you got all that (laughs) so anyway that's the thing I, i think you guys should take away from all of that i hope this is a good fight props up to max and uh, I feel pretty good about that. So anyway, Kev, yeah, that's uh, Jiu-Jitsu After Dark. So I hope you, you, you come away with a better understanding of that now. Yeah, they, they were awesome. That was, uh, he's fun. Chris is, you know, good guy. Paratrooper. Crazy. <laughs> Just a crazy yeah. human being. The guy has a thrill for uh, some adrenaline, I will say. Yep. So always when you meet the Jiu-Jitsu people, it's like, okay, so this is a little nuts. Because <laughs> obviously he's not doing this for chess, but it's like his relaxation. Great guy. I just like the idea that we we introduce him to Jason Hayden, and then they're just going to have a thrill off. <laughs> right, it's just a uh, nice hair, just nice hair mm-hmm. down the catwalk off. Raph, what a podcast! Uh, we made it all the way to the end, which you're welcome, America. Don't mm. forget to five star us on your way to NorthSouthJujitsu.com and ProvenNutrition.com to uh, help support the old pirate ship we have slowly floating towards that place called listening bliss rap i've been studying a radio book trying to bring in a lot of deep metaphors really continue it on uh through you know just in case sinclair's listening i want to be ready to (laughs) hit my mark just as we roll out into this uh that's the beauty of podcasts hey five stars follow us on facebook follow us on twitter Find us, listen to us, tell us a friend. Say, hey, these guys are idiots. You can listen to 15 minutes. You can listen to the whole thing. But they're going to interview some awesome people. And that's my shout outside hey, here, Raph, to the crowd. I'm going to also take umbrage with that, Kev, because you what? can say a lot of things about us, but you can't ever accuse us of saying the exact same things that the other jujitsu podcasts are. We are no Sinclair friendly. Oh podcast we don't just follow the script people yeah so remember that sinclair and we're sinclair we're just gonna keep our (laughs) free speech agenda to the forefront Mm. and that's american and that's wwe wrestlemania week props to everybody dropping those videos thank you uh, they're, they're impressive work with what seems to be more and more story arcs to come. Stay tuned. It's going to do it for me. I'm just proud of everybody, Kev, because we got a lot of things coming up. And, you know, I don't really like to, to give away too much when we're doing stuff. Uh, you know, I like to keep things close to the vest. I want to make sure that people don't know. So I'm just, if something happens to play in my ear that, I think maybe you could hear. I'm just going to say, you know, it might be a preview of something. 
I'm just going to say, maybe that's a thing that appears in a thing that we're making this week. I'm just saying, thank you, as an extension of what Kevin is saying, to all the people participating in WWE BJJ Week. Uh, we're already having a lot of amazing videos coming out. Uh, we have some other stuff that's going to be uh, fast-tracked and, and put on there. So just keep an eye on our page. We're getting more and more submissions coming in throughout the week. And if you haven't done it, do it very quickly because um, it takes time to edit. And it, that that's usually me, in case you're wondering. So. It's usually just a nice way of saying, hey, Raph, maybe maybe we'll throw you a bone here. Uh, but we have some really, really fun skits for you guys, and I think you will enjoy it. Um, Shout-outs to everybody here. First of all, the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club. Uh, we filmed a whole bunch of skits there. I think you guys will love the moves that we have come up with for WWBJJ Week. But you should know it is Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 8 a.m. Over there, go train. And then Tuesday, Thursdays at 11.30, they have – the trains down that way. I also want to give a big shout out to Valley Martial Arts Center. The... My man Casey was filling in and doing a great job for Marcella over that way. Um, I should be stopping in, I think, a little bit later this week. And, um, you know, Kev, I think that's going to do it for me. That's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night. Good fight. Carry on, brother. <laughs> the number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is...